Oh, okay. Well. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I had like a frog in my throat, and so like I quit <laughs> going into this. <laughs> okay. The broadcast, the biggest podcast in Vancouver, pretty much. We participate in light misandry. Get out of here with that <laughs> sexism. All of our societal structures are designed in ways to inherently prejudice women. I don't like to be bamboozled. Hi, Georgia. It's Troy Stetcher here. Thank you for labeling me the short king. Vic actually just got the sweatshirt that says Mock Girl Summer. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, hi, and welcome to the Broadscast. Uh, I'm your host for this week, Mallory. I'm here with Georgia and Sam. And we're going to just do kind of a mid-season check-in on the NHL because we are coming back for season two, part two. Like when... Riverdale leaves on like a cliffhanger and then or something, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of season breakdown of our own season, not the other one. Anyway, so, but let's just get into it. Um, we're approaching the all-star break as well. So we're going to talk some about that and everything else happening in the league, I guess. So if we're going east to west, Georgia, we'd start with you who is letting us know what's happening in the Atlantic right now, if you haven't been paying attention. Um, okay, so I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to go top down because it gets more depressing as you go, obviously. So I feel like we should start with the good news teams. Also, the Canucks just played the Panthers, and the Panthers are currently number one in the Atlantic, though Tampa will jump past them after tonight's game if they also beat the Canucks. Um, basically, the Panthers, for people who forgot, they did fire their coach this season, Joel Quenville. Um, so Andrew Burnett's their coach right now. Got named to the all-star team, which we'll discuss later. Um, Jonathan Huberto has been amazing. He would be on Team Canada if they were going to Team Canada, but they're not. Uh, he's in the top five in the league in points and top three in assists. They, like basically every other team, had a pretty serious COVID outbreak. Um, Alex Barkoff was also injured, but they've maintained. So they're currently at the top, which they think is what we expected. Yeah. I remember and everything that. has so, really like clicked for them. Yeah. I think, I think that's what we expected. So next, Lightning. Uh, like I said, they're, they're tied with the Panthers right now, but the Panthers actually have two games in hand, but if they win tonight, they jump past them. Uh, Steven Samkos, my fucking star of my, (laughs) of my, um, broadcast fantasy team. Uh, I'm currently in first place. Thank you for, I have completely uh, given up on all hockey fantasy, Uh, but I will say, I was going to say, I I did finish third in my fantasy football league. That's impressive. And I almost made it to the championship. And I, I um, also don't watch football. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, I have completely forgotten that we had a pool. And I did not set my lineup for like the last two months. Okay, well, I don't care. we're going to make best. you do something embarrassing for coming in last, which it sounds like you're going to do. I'm like dead last. Well, people like... I was saying that I've given up is I will just set my lineup for the week and then I abandon it. 
Um, I didn't even. And do I that. have made no trades at all. I said so, it. I said it every Sunday. Georgia is like, I'm first, and we're like, here's why that doesn't actually count, and you should shut up. <laughs> I said it every Sunday. See, one of the only things in my life that's like going well, <laughs> and. Though I did have that really shitty thing that happens when like all of your players just happen to play on the same day and then there's no one playing the next day and then they all play it. It really pissed me off. Anyway, Steven Samkos coming in huge for me. Um, Kudrav is now back. He was obviously out. Um, I can't remember what his injury was, but whatever. He was out for a while, which helped them with the cap and now they're cap they're capped basically. Um surprisingly their special teams have not been good they've been i think their penalty kill and power play are both ranked something like 16th like they're pretty meh which is kind of strange considering they have obviously the players you think would be really good on the power play and then also really strong defensive players so that's the lightning i'm sure they'll be fine um this year though i don't think they'll be making moves at the deadline which they have done in years past to kind of help them uh, get over the like playoff hump. So we'll see. Um, next, the Leafs. I never know what's happening with the Leafs because you log on to the twitter.com and you think, wow, they must be the worst team in the NHL because all these people are having fucking full stage meltdowns. And uh, it's like, we need like a national crisis. Like someone who set up a crisis hotline because everything's bad. Holy shit. They're third in the fucking Atlantic. They're fine. Um, though they did lose two one to the coyotes, uh, yesterday. I did <laughs> despite, that. that was incredible. Despite out shooting them, um, like 46 to 18, I think, which is Who's, quite funny. Um, the Yotes goaltender now, cause Kemper's in, it's a name um, I can't pronounce. Oh, like Vel- yeah. Velmichik, Velmichik, whatever. Okay. Uh, so that guy, which is <laughs> like kind of embarrassing. We'll check in on him later. <laughs> yes. Um, their power play is very good. David Kampf, who I believe in that episode that we recorded at the beginning of the year, said, I have never heard of this man in my life. Um, has been very good for that. <laughs> so congrats to him for like existing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, fourth in the division is the Bruins. Bruins have a weird year. Uh, Tugarask just resigned. Yeah, after not being with the team, um, he resigned for a million dollars, which is a nice little hometown discount because they all obviously also don't really have that much cap space. They're currently on a little bit of a run. Uh, they'd won three in a row, and I think they're up also in the game today. Pasternak has a hat trick. Marshawn had a hat trick in the last game uh, as well. They also got hit by COVID pretty badly. And basically, yeah, they're fine. But there's still weird stuff going on with Jake DeBrusque. So probably get traded really doesn't get along with Bruce Cassidy. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Okay. This is where it gets surprising. The Red Wings. Red Wings are actually I not the worst. <laughs> earlier, 
Okay, speaking of the Red Wings, earlier I was just writing down the wild. I was checking in on the wild card race. I mean, it's a long shot, but the Red Wings are one spot out of the wild card race. (laughs) It's fucking bonkers. Um, Yeah, they're surprisingly not terrible. However, Tyler Bertuzzi is still not vaccinated, despite the fact that he got COVID. Um, Did you see that video of him getting yelled at on the ice to go get vaccinated? Who was that? I don't know. An icon, legend. I feel like it was, yeah. Anyway, um, basically, like they're riding the coattails of their two little Wonderkin Calder hopefuls, uh, Lucas Raymond and Mort Sider. Uh, Raymond is a forward and Sider's on the defense. Um, they're currently first and third in rookie points, which is very good. Um, they also just brought back Nick Lidstrom to be the VP of their hockey ops. Just pretty good, I guess. Um, though Steve Eiserman said a bunch of really weird shit about COVID recently and like not testing players. Like, okay, pretty whatever. Funny. Okay, after that, there's a really stark drop off in the division. 11 points separate the Red Wings and the next team, which is the Sabres. Guess what? Sabres suck. They have no goalies. <laughs> This is amazing. They so Ukapeka Lukanen and Malcolm Subban both got injured in this 6 1 loss to Tampa on Tuesday. Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski also injured. They're all like either week to week or month to month. They literally had to sign a 30 30 year old man who was working at an Italian restaurant as a server to be their minor league backup goalie because they don't have anyone. <laughs> they literally they like have no one, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I can't remember his name is. It's Brian something. But he was literally a 30-year-old server at an Italian restaurant. Like, what a career move. <laughs> um, Tage Thompson's leading them in points. So, like, good for him. Uh, I think... Peyton Krebs is also playing well. Don't hold me to that, but that's the Sabres. Um, also, I just love Ukapekalukanen is the greatest name. That's really good. It's so Did good. Did the Italian restaurant employee get like any ice time? Like, or is he just there to hang out on the bench? So this happened yesterday that they had to do it. And he backed up the minor league team in Utica because they had to like call all their ECHL goalies up. Okay. Like to essentially be their goalies. <laughs> like yeah. no one. It's like insane. So that's uh that's how things are going for the Sabres. Not great. After that is the Senators. I all I wrote down for the Senators is Artem Sub. Because it's a he seems fun. Um, I don't know. Eugene Melnick's like still getting sued. They still don't have an arena deal for that area that I can never remember. They're winning the Chuck Bowl tonight, though. Right now, Hmm, that's good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say about the Sabers or the Senators. So they're still fun. Their vibes are still high, but minus Eugene Melnick, which I just like to forget about him. Uh, after that, we're seeing hockey, baby. Montreal Canadiens, which truly is 
a sign that God is a woman and she does exist (laughs) because if you fuck around in the off season, do stupid shit, um, you'll be really bad. Like they're actually worse than Arizona who is actively trying to be bad. It's genuinely Um, impressive to go from like cup finals to worst team, worst team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't have their GM because Bergevin got fired, though he did just recently get hired by the LA Kings. It's a story for another day. Um, and they're, yeah, they're not good. Yeah, that's the Canada. Yeah, they're terrible. Are they bad because, like, of injuries and being plagued by injuries? Or are they bad just because of, like, yeah, like, karmic retribution and, like, they just suck for some reason. Like, are they essentially well, they the don't. same they team like, that went to the so finals? Or? They obviously don't. Like, Carey Price is gone. Yeah, I mean, Carey Price is gone. Whoever, but... gone. Okay. Um, I forgot about those. Phil Deneau. Phil Deneau left. Yeah. Um, I mean, Corey Perry left. I don't know how much, like, that really affected things. But, like, <laughs> they did lose, like, a lot of okay. Keystone players. Yeah, right. And I think they've also been dealing with injuries. Um, the Drew Ryan came back, but... They're, they've also just not been good, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Atlantic. Um, I imagine it'll stay pretty much the same as that. Yeah, probably nothing giant happening. No, nothing crazy. Great. So, for the Metro Division, um, the Hurricanes, who we've actively been trying to kind of avoid since they hired um, Tony D'Angelo, they're the top of the division, um, but also they are doing some weird stuff with their goalies. Um, the main story is that they signed um, Jack LaFontaine out of Minnesota. Um, like he left his team, like he's been playing this uh, NCAA season. Um, I don't know if the Gophers are just bad and like he didn't see like a future um like going to like the frozen four and stuff like that but it's very bizarre for a team to like just like leave the team in january because he was a captain of their team like he was a co-captain or something um but their backup goaltender was uh alex lyon i think maybe leon which one is it like the city or (laughs) Anyway, somebody, I should know that because he's the, he was the um, Flyers backup like a while ago, or maybe he was in the AHL. I don't know. But the weird thing is that actually in this situation was the Chicago Wolfpack is the AHL team for the Hurricanes, which I knew they lost the checkers and there was stuff like that. And maybe we should do like an AHL episode, just generally just talk about it just because I don't know what's happening there a lot. Um. But I also know that that's the team that Jordan Bennington came from to go to the Blues. So I don't know It's because things work there. They sent him on assignment to play there. Okay. You can do okay. that. Well, yeah. Like, you doing soccer? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm dumb, and I don't know how the AHL works, and I'm sure that – we have at least some dumb listeners, so that I'm going to force them to explain the AHL to me sometime. Cody, to that. Cody, well, Cody Seabird's in, please come explain yes. this to us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But also they uh, 
are on like a rampage. They haven't like I think the last ten games they way they went like eight one and one. So um, yeah, that's basically what's happening there. It's not really exciting because we no longer like enjoy them. So anything they're doing is inherently not fun <laughs> because Tony D'Angelo is there. And also they don't have Dougie Hamilton anymore. So who's there to root for? Okay. Um, moving on to second place in the Metro is the Rangers, the team that I didn't expect. I expected them to be very middle of the pack. Um, and also they have like kind of been inconsistent and like when they lose, they really lose. Like they had some pretty embarrassing losses to like some teams that are not good, but they haven't been losing a lot. So I guess they like followed by like a loss is a loss and like goal differential does not matter. Um, and I mean, this does really also bring up the question that I've like brought up with, cause I have like multiple friends who are Rangers fans and um, at what point do jokes about Ryan Strom being good at hockey cease to be jokes? Because we're always being like Ryan Strom, Smythe is hilarious. Ryan Strom, the goat. But he like has like 26 points for the season. And he's on a line with um, their baby. What is his name? Alex Lafreniere. Thank you. <laughs> I like how you knew exactly who I was talking about. Though. You were I like, thought you meant That's like his actual mean. baby. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, he's with them and Goodrow and they keep scoring. And it, I don't know. It, they have Panarin, who's also not going to the All-Star game, which is weird. I mean, like he wasn't invited. It's not like he said he wasn't going to go because no one technically actually wants to go. Um, so I don't know. The Rangers might be the real deal, but they still kind of are struggling on five on five. Um, so everything else has been okay though. And the Metro is kind of a weird place. So, I mean, the caps are next in your order and they're like in a slump. They've lost their last four. Um, but their standard, like Washington Capitals, like medium good. Like there's a possibility that every time they get on the ice, they'll do something embarrassing, but also still might win the game. Um, and your OV goal count is 754, which is 24 this season already. So um, they also have a very, but they do have a goalie crisis. So this might be why they're kind of like on the edge here. Um, Vor, uh, not Voracek. Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek and uh, Samsonov have an abysmal save percentage. I want to say it's in the low. I think it's like 905 or something. It's it's not mm-hmm. great. Um, and they tried to start their age goalie a couple of days ago and it did not go well at all. Like he got yanked after allowing four goals. It was sad. They like oh no. just yanked him back to Hershey, which is it's like Mikey Di Pietro. I know. Bad. I was like, oh, this feels bad. They're like, oh, we'll try. Maybe see this works. And it did not. Um 
the penguins are also in that same like consistently medium good um category and malkin just came back from surgery which he got in like june so he was out a long time um but they have they've been on a run making this up even like before gino came back they've won like 11 out of the last 12 games um and i do have a sidebar unfortunately a very mallory related sidebar which is the oilers literally have a blueprint on how to win cups with two generational talents you don't have to put your own spin on it just just copy paste like they did it um so i understand that doesn't relate to the penguins but maybe it does also in penguins news um some harry styles twitter people um thought that a picture of kasperi kapanen was harry styles sleeping that was incredible Um, and then they also thought it was bieber sleeping and then no it was divulged that it was actually quote some random instagram influencer's boyfriend that was the best so (laughs) so him and Paige are back together again well it was actually an old picture okay because she also commented on it she commented literally like like, immediately went to her instagram to see if they had followed each other again because i was like what is happening here like no it was an old picture not round 20 yeah i mean it will Um, happen at some point so the blue jackets are somehow here which is not actually that bad for how bad they are um they're really abysmal they went all in 2019 and haven't recovered they're still rebuilding um but they got Voracek back because he was originally um a blue jacket before he went to philly He's an icon, a Twitter legend. Um, if you don't follow him, I think it's at Yakube. He's not verified, which is incredible. Um, at one point, he definitely did block the official Flyers account. Um, every once in a while, he just comes on and tweets some weird shit. Anyway, he did just have his thousands NHL game, which was sweet. Uh-huh. And they had some old like Flyers like give talk about him in like some video. Um, but the main Blue Jacket news i mean other than like line a and sometimes he wears cool fits that um and like cool sunglasses and cool is like very subjective in this like many people would argue they don't look good he looks like he's in the the matrix yeah it's cool um so other than that um their main thing is that some dude just said fuck it and left (laughs) um (laughs) he left for his babies like his child child. being born in like switzerland the birth of his child and he was like oh i'm gonna go back to switzerland for like personal matters and this was like fully authorized of a um i can defect it (laughs) absence and then he just said hey guys i'm not gonna come back so fair he also used to play in the um he played like 10 or so seasons in the swiss league um in like their pro league so it's possible also that they might because they did terminate his contract like pretty recently like as in like pretty recently it's like last couple days but i don't think that it fully i think it just took him off their books it didn't give him like actual free agency Switzerland, to leave. columbus ohio 
literally, honestly, and also he has a newborn child. Like he wants to spend time with her. And also the team's not good. Getting to live in Switzerland with your wife. I don't know. He was like very like, it's some like middling guy that I haven't really heard of. So it's not like he's going to like huge loss for them, but it is very funny that somebody just left. Um, okay. Going can, down the list more is the Flyers who also are bad. And there was drama because Bobby Clark said it's basically all Axtell's fault. He left us with this shit. It's completely his fault. Um, they have Carter Hart and Martin Jones in net, which we never thought was going to go well. And then it proceeded to not go well. <laughs> um, I mean, like, they're very abysmal. There's not like one specific thing where you could be like, oh, well, if they just get this and this, then they'll be good to go. Like you can't even do that delusional line of thinking. Um, but um, Claude Giroux is thought of to possibly maybe be on the trading block. He's been captain since he was really young. So like you are really yanking him out of his home. Um, also, it was just his birthday. He is a Capricorn, as all elite athletes are. Um, <laughs> if you are not a Capricorn, you are not an elite athlete. You may have thought you were, but you were wrong. <laughs> anyway, what I'm also saying is that Ryan posted, like, some great, like, happy birthday quad, like, her beautiful, like, Instagram carousel, um, which takes me to just Ryan's Instagram in general, which I'm viewing as confirmation. She, I screenshotted it on the 6th today's 13th so like about a, literally a week ago anyway she did repost this like quote about um new experiences and chances and like new situations and stuff like that and i'm viewing this as confirmation that drew is going to be traded from philadelphia so yeah. uh once again the wags killed bob mckinley we have confirmation. yeah exactly they probably were like, hey, what about like possibly moving, like moving our family? And she was like, okay. And then she's like, time to post some quotes about moving. Um, <laughs> okay. So, oh, also, I think that we would have recorded our last episode before this happened, but probably actually not. I don't know. There also was a thing about Gritty and the um, Gritty wreath that got stolen. But did you know about this? No. Oh, some like there was some gay couple in Philly and they um, got they made like a homemade gritty Christmas wreath and hung it up on their front door and it got stolen. Um, and what? then Gritty gave them a giant new wreath and it was very great. It was beautiful. He came dressed as Santa Claus. Oh, yes. exactly. He should officiate their wedding. Um, OK, moving across over just a tiny bit to their little neighbors the devils they're all dead <laughs> the goalies are all dead even um blackwood is did finally get vaccinated but he is out on covid protocol um their normal goalie their normal like backup uh bernier is on ir um nick dawes who is their ahl goalie is injured um 
and they just literally just got some random dude who they picked up from the blues john gillies um i guess might work he was literally the only goalie that could practice the other day they had like five out like all of their available ones they just couldn't even play it's like um they should sign some exactly (laughs) they should just combine to see if they can like try to ice some goalies they're like we can just share them please um but captain nico might be playing hurt there's like general like talk about it the thing is that actually i was asking around about this because i couldn't read that much to figure out that much about the devils they don't have a beat reporter (laughs) yeah because Corey Corey moved to san jose He's Izzy's, yeah. uh, Izzy's report. It's Shane. I was like, I literally can't find anything about this team. Why is that? And it was like, oh, because their only beat reporter also has to do Rangers beat. Yeah, it's Shana Goldman. Shout out to Shana. Yeah, like, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, because Corey moved to San Jose. Because, yeah, and I mean, the San Jose guy moved it. to New York to cover the Islanders. <laughs> Um, just some athletic. The other awesome. thing is that uh, Jeff Hughes, <laughs> in some interview, maybe some podcast or something, I don't know, because it wasn't in an interview with their beat reporter because they don't have one. <laughs> um, he was talking about his like transition into the NHL and he talked about being called pretty boy a lot. Um, he was like a pretty boy who couldn't play. And also, this did like conjure up memories of how you can't make a single joke ever. You can never make a joke on the internet or anywhere where hockey fans are going to read it because hockey fans also like have brain injuries. It seems this is about Wyatt saying jokingly writing in a piece that people said that Brock was too handsome to play hockey. And everyone took that as gospel. (laughs) Everyone was like, yeah, that absolutely is true. That's absolutely like, yeah, that did happen. It was like very also, if you could read it in context, it's clearly reading as a joke. And everyone was like, yeah, people told Brock that he was too handsome and couldn't play hockey. That's so funny. So Wait, who is, telling, who is telling Nico he sure this? Other players? No, they're telling Jack Hughes this. Yeah, oh, so Jack he was Hughes. getting like chirped Sorry. on the ice or whatever. First like, of all, be like, oh, you're just like some pretty boy. You can't play like. Did we like, ever oh, well, cover the, like fact? the show, like whatever shit like did that, we, you know? Did we ever cover the fact that Luke Hughes is like a fucking American Eagle spokesperson? <laughs> Dude, he is getting that. What is it? The likeness. What's the official? Trademark? What? It's just name and likeness. Like he's that that um NCAA. Now you can. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the sponsorship stuff. He's an American Eagle player. We should yeah, have a broad, said, we should have a broadcast player. Name, name, image, likeness. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. I was nil. I was thinking about NFT, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't think we have that kind of money, but <laughs> I would love that. Also, actually, did you know that when the uh, nil stuff came out, like bleep Barstool. Uh, um, started sponsoring athletes and yeah. then it came out that they couldn't do that because they technically like have gambling related things and so they can't do that so anyone who signed with like barstool actually got fucked over karma we should have a broadcast okay. player 
Call us up, college athletes. We have a Patreon. Hit us up. We'll give you a couple bucks. That's really all all we got. Five dollars. Um, the Islanders actually might be climbing out of their patheticness. Um, they have only played four games in the past month, but they haven't lost any of them. It's impressive. They started um, like 13 and or, or 0 for 13 in theirs. I mean, but I'm saying that they have, yeah, I mean, that is like a good sign. They started off really poorly, but they've the games they have played recently, they have won. They have only played 28 games so far. We're at like That's 37 nuts. or something. So it's yeah. crazy how many That's they have nuts. to make up. Um also they um are the games they're making up are against a pretty like bad teams like they have to play the yotes they have to play like the sens they have to play like the kraken oh, yeah. that helps them yeah um so and as like we've talked about before on paper they should have been good when we talked in their early beginning of the season preview we were like oh they're gonna be good they almost like they could have been in the cup finals and i it's been weird it's just been super Nassau weird. county coliseum yeah they have their um yeah new UBS, I think is UBS bank, maybe. Anyway, also something that is fun, in my opinion, I think it's fun, despite like, I don't really support like getting a sports logo tattooed on you. I would not do that. They were offering tattoos in the concourse this evening at the game. They like had some sort of partnership or something. And like, they were like, yeah, come up to section 118 and you can get a tattoo. And they had a picture of somebody getting like the um the like stick the ny with the stick uh logo tattooed on them and it it's like, a very long island I feel unfortunately like. really cool um valerie can you explain to me what the matt barzell's missing stuff was i legitimately don't know i saw it and i didn't understand and i was like i'm too Damn. scared to ask so i think what happened was someone asked um someone asked barry trotts whether or not Matt Barzell had gone back to New York from Detroit because he was tested positive. Was he COVID positive. Um, and I think he said in the press conference, he was like, I don't know where he is. Oh. And so people decided to deliberately interpret that as they lost Matt Barzell. Okay. That is funny. I like he wasn't that. actually missing, but then, I mean, I thought the funny thing is he's actually been so bad this season that he might as well be missing. That explains it. He's been so bad. And the Islanders are, I'm saying that the Islanders might be able to claw themselves out of like patheticness, but they are literally at the bottom of the Metro. But the thing is that they have so many games in hand that like, (laughs) honestly, like there's nowhere to go but up. So, um, Yeah. Are they the worst team in the Metro? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> That's wild. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Tough, tough life. The Metro's wild. Crowd. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's the weirdest division. It's honestly my favorite division. I will say that. That's why I like playing goods on it because the Metro is so chaotic. Like, And also because oh, there's a lot of teams that are both bad and then there's a lot of like bad, good teams. So, I don't know. Anyway, 
I was also looking at the standings and I was so shocked to see the Preds were in first in the central. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. I also was shocked when we assigned divisions today and I went to check because I was fairly convinced when the season started that the Preds would be not good. And uh, they are currently leading the central, although the abs have four games in hand and they're only three points behind, but still, I genuinely thought the Preds would be closer to the bottom of the league, but basically the Preds are in first. Um, We will take credit. The Preds are in first because they sent us their captain and Mark Borietsky. So uh, if you want to be first in your division, offer us your players. Also, Robin Yossi having a very good season. He is having a very, very good season. Um, We'll probably be up for the Norris trophy again. Um, And the other person who's having a really good season for them is UC Saros. I think everyone was like, not sure how that would go. And he has been incredibly good. And uh, (laughs) I like to make fun of Matt Duchesne, but he's also having a very good season. I think like up until a month ago, he was scoring at like a point per game pace, which is shocking. Yeah, I mean, that's really good for him. And I'm happy for that success, but also something that ever, if it ever makes you feel like bad, like you're like, oh, I might be feeling good about Matt Duchesne. I did just see the picture of him with his avalanche bedroom and thought about how bad of a time he had at the avalanche, which is so funny. So his dreams did get crushed. So don't worry. (laughs) He did have a horrible time, at least at one point. I was hoping it sucks that he would just like film more country music videos. I was hoping he would film more videos saying that he hasn't paid attention in three weeks in Ubers. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. Um, In second place, also shocking because I thought they would be in first place, although I think they're starting to come on are my personal favorites, the Avalanche. Um, They are at 47 points, which is three points behind the Preds. And again, four games in hand, they had a not great start to the season. Uh, They don't have good goaltenders, but I guess it doesn't really matter when you have the defense that they have. Um, Kel McCarr has been absolutely unreal, especially in the last couple of weeks. There was a period in November where I think he scored personally as many goals as the entire Canucks team did. And then in the last few weeks, he's just been ridiculous. Like he, I, do you guys see the goal he scored where like, yes, I did see it because I was obsessed with Vyas quote tweeting it saying Quinn Hughes could do this, but he just has anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, An excellent tweet, but it like, he's been absolutely crazy good. And like so good that people aren't even really talking about the fact that Nazem Kadri is having like the season of his life. Yeah, he's, he's got been incredible. 48 points in I think 30 games or something like that. And so things are things are going well for the Avs. It's starting to starting to pick up. Jared Bednar is going to be the coach of the All-Star team for the Central Division as he should be. So, yeah, Avs are fun. Uh so we should say pouring out for Bone Byram. Yes. Tough. That is actually, I feel so bad for him. I know. Uh, If you haven't heard, he's on personal leave from the team um, because of his concussion issues. And yeah, he thought they were fine. And then he like woke up and there was a, there was an article in, sorry. 
Sloane is also very upset that Sloan Bowen Byram is fight. not happy about Bowen Byram. Yeah. <laughs> She's really upset. <laughs> um, he basically said in an article at the start of the season, at one point during the offseason, he called his mom and thought he wasn't going to be able to play hockey anymore because the symptoms were so bad. So this is not a good sign. Um, hopefully he gets that sorted because he was having a pretty good season. I just feel so bad for him. Like, no. that's just, yeah, I feel bad yeah. for him. I feel bad for Nolan Patrick. Ugh. Anyway. Um, in third place, uh, St. Louis Blues. I have nothing good to say about the St. Louis Blues. I guess Tarasenko is having a good season. Pavel Buchnevich is having a good season. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is best known for cross-checking Brad Marchand in the back when he was a New York Ranger. <laughs> Uh, so that was glorious. And uh, you know what? The best thing about the Blues doing well is that they're doing well despite Jordan Bennington being extremely mediocre, possibly below mediocre, which is exactly what he deserves. Mallory, what was the thing with um, Jordan Bennington's girlfriend? This terrible movie Perry? that I sent yeah. you. Yeah. What was I know that? exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> what the um, fuck I mean, was I that? Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. Was it with one of the bachelor people? Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, my god, yes. it's a Dale. It uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, the queen, she did put her pussy in the cup, and you do have to respect that. She is now in a movie with Dale. Dale um, from The Bachelorette. <laughs> Claire's Dale. So uh, she's also engaged to Jordan Biddington. They got engaged. I think so. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Christine. <laughs> Is that her name? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if it was something or Christy. I was trying to think. No, it's Chris. Chris Presbury. They're also rebooting um, Degrassi on HBO, by the way. The uh, greatest show of all time. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Minnesota Wild doing, I think, pretty much exactly where we thought they would be, which is kind of middle of the pack for the Central. They started the season really well. Um, Carol, I can't say his last name. Kaprizov? Kaprizov? Kaprizov, I think. Kaprizov. I don't ever, I don't even watch enough um, wild games to actually know it. Like, in theory, I like them, and I like him. (laughs) Wait, what happened though? Because the wild were at one point were like, he was going to go back to Russia. No, no, no. But the wild were at like the top of the division at one point. They're they're in the yes. wild card spot. They're right at the now. top of the conference for a while. Mm-hmm. Which is three crazy. weeks ago they were. Sad days. Um, I don't know what ha- what's happened since because I don't watch them <laughs> enough fair. to know. That was my rhetorical question. <laughs> they're just kind of there. They're like there. I know they exist and I see they the played highlights. in the outdoor game. It was yes. cold. It was so cold. And Kaprizov. Uh, Kaprizov? Kaprizov. He is he is literally Siberian. Like, that's not like an exaggeration. He's literally from the, pro- like, from province? What? District? Region. What are the region of Siberia? <laughs> he's like, and I'm not just like exaggerating the same. He's just because he's Russian. He's literally from Siberia. Um, he just like didn't even have like little air warmers on and it was like negative like oh 
I don't know, actually, I, th- I think it was negative 14, it? but that's in Murican. So um, it was really fucking cold is what it, it was. was horrible. And I remember like there was a horrible like cold spell and like it was just generally bad in the Midwest. And Minnesota is like always horribly cold. Um, they had to heat the ice at the outdoor game. Like that is how cold it was. Um, anyway, so yeah, funny. but they also got blown out by the blues. And like it was at Target Field, which is where the twins play. So um also, sidebar fun fact. Um, Target Field is the site of me seeing the worst baseball game that I've ever seen in my entire life that I stayed for the entire time of too. <laughs> what was the score? I don't even remember the score. It was just so long. It was against the Pirates oh. and the um twins. And it was like the day before Labor Day because I'd come up to see like the Royals play. And I was like, oh, I'll go to the game the day before. It was so long. Everyone was bad. Everyone was bad at baseball. <laughs> like all I have is like traumatic experiences from this game at Target Field. <laughs> all I can think of. Um, yeah. So while we were talking about baseball, I did look up what happened to the Wild. and essentially they were the best team in the league until like the beginning of December and Mm -hmm. then uh Eric Sinek and Jared Spurgeon were both injured so Jared Spurgeon short king Jared Spurgeon I love him that's Um, sad yeah makes sense now though yeah but they were doing well enough that they're still in fourth yeah um and then after after the wild this division takes a real nosedive both in terms of the quality of the teams and how they like how they're doing but also just the vibes are generally bad uh so in fifth place we have the dallas stars i literally have no idea what is happening with the dallas stars except that jamie ben and tyler Sagan have continued to suck um pretty sure Tyler Zagan is still trying to sell sexual noir. What a real, that's a choice. Uh, yeah, I genuinely do not know what the Dallas stars are doing. I know that Rick bonus smashed his stick the other night and got fined. Uh, yeah. 25 K, which is, you know, probably what he deserves after, after what he did to that stars rookie. Yeah. Letting him letting him think he was gonna play, getting tickets for all his family and friends, and then scratching him. Those are those are like the standout stars stories so far. There's mm-hmm. like really nothing else. Oh, I think the sad the one like actually sad story for the stars is uh Ben Bishop retired. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that sucks because I think he was genuinely like a good dude. And good yeah, I will like and... never for I mean apparently I will forget because I don't remember who they were playing. Um I think it was the Sharks. But there is some playoff game a couple of years ago and Ben Bishop it could, was just in the net, just like a brick wall. And it was it was a playoff game and it was just overtime after overtime. It was oh, no. horrible. And it, the game went on for like hours after it was supposed to end. But. And then I think they lost. I think that Ben Bishop ended up losing because I remember being like, if I, that's why I couldn't be a professional athlete because I would just go home and quit. That's fair. 
I do think everyone likes Jason Robertson. He's the only shining mm-hmm. light on that team. He has been. Uh, I do know that they're trying to trade John Klingberg, I think, or John Klingberg yes. wants to get traded. I think it's Something a bit like of both. both. Yeah. He's going to, but yeah, yeah. that's like a pretty big contract for a guy who's, what is he, 28, 29? Yeah, I think he's in his prime, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone will take him. Um, Sucks for Miro Heiskanen, though. Yeah. Tell somebody who's actually good. So that's the Dallas Stars. Then we have the Winnipeg Jets. And like the best story about the Winnipeg Jets is Paul Reese just quitting. Yeah. I genuinely he also don't... just said, I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah. I like cannot think of a time that has happened where a coach is just like, peace. I'm just going to go. And I'm happy about it. But, you know, props to him. Like, they were losing. They're not doing well. They're not performing. It had been like a decade. Yeah. I think it was and eight years or something. I, I can appreciate somebody who has the self-awareness to be like, this isn't working for me. And why am I doing this in Winnipeg? Yeah. So that's that's you, the story um, there. Do you think that he saw like Go Mel? Oh, I was going to say, can you insert the clip of the America's Next Top Model? This isn't right for me. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> You think he saw Travis Green being like, I'm going to live my best life on the beaches of Newport and was like, you know what? I want to do that too. (laughs) Like, fuck this. I also want to surf with Paul Korea. Who doesn't want to surf with Paul Korea? Yeah, no one. That's like a dream. Um, Oh, Winnipeg. I think Blake Wheeler's still out too. Yeah. 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 So bad news bears for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Then we get to like two absolute garbage teams, both on the ice and just in terms of organizational integrity. So we've got uh, the team that shall not be named. Uh, I have nothing to say about Chicago. Like I have nothing. They deserve to be where they are. They deserve to be worse. Fold the franchise. Yeah. I only feel bad for Marc-Andre Fleury, kind of, sort of, and even then, not really. And Jujar Kara, if he's back, is he back? He probably is, because it's hockey. Yeah, that was pretty traumatic. Um, That was a horrific injury. Um, But yeah, the Blackhawks suck. They continue to be bad vibes. And then dead last in the division, but somehow not dead last in the league, despite their best efforts. Because the Canada exists. (laughs) Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, who allegedly will not have an arena to play in, like, sometime soon, anytime. I don't know. It's totally unclear, but I think they've lost the support of the city. I um, mean, there's all kinds of drama there. Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they like, haven't lost is... Batman's support. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's incredible. Like, for... For a league that constantly is like, this is about money and like making profits. Somehow, I don't know what the Coyotes have on the league. There's something, but there is something. Like it's all the Bachelor people. <laughs> They're like, yeah. this it's is literally- our Bachelor <laughs> franchise. Yeah. And Frankie Muniz was at the game yesterday, and they gave him like a Gina jersey. <laughs> oh Hell God. yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of people who just peaced out. John Chayka gave his first interview since he just like bailed oh, on being the GM. 
made him have to fold the franchise and then just said, I'm going to go. <laughs> um, sorry, it wasn't an interview. He wrote like a like a letter or whatever. He was basically, just, he talked, like he owns a bunch of Wendy's franchises. That's what his life is now. But he's like, he talked a lot about how he had imposter syndrome because he was hired at 26, which like is insane. But also the Coyotes made that decision. He's 26 years old. Anyway. um, Yeah. Good on you, Arizona. They do have a lot of draft picks. So the strategy, like the front office strategy is working. It's just, will they survive long enough for that to actually pan out for them? For their move to Kansas City. They're moving, actually, when no, then, they're moving to Houston. You could be... I was going to say they're moving somewhere with a city in their name, but it's Quebec, but no. They're we should move Francois to Kansas City so you like... can hang out with Butter. That's true. Butter, come over for a play date. Yeah. Francois Legault is pretty uh, set on a Quebec team, though. So Yeah. We yeah. shall see. So that's the central. I think it's pretty much going mostly as expected, other than the Preds doing abnormally well. I think mm-hmm, like, yeah. I think we were pretty on track. Makes sense. Um, the Pacific. I feel like we thought the Pacific was going to be like really bad, and it turns out they're not. Yeah. Well, there were a lot they're of teams great, that we but... were thinking had had potential to just randomly shock everyone yeah. which the first team um in the pacific right now is the knights which is sam's team of choice but she's attending to sloan so we'll talk about the ducks <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's shocking that the knights are in first yeah no i'm saying it's not shocking everything else is shocking um, all exactly thought that we expected them to be yeah that's yeah. the only thing we expected was the knights are gonna be good and um then everything else who knows somehow um, like okay. even then the knights are not as good as i thought they would be yeah i think that's a thing although they've been missing mark stone for a lot they've had a lot of injury issues somehow the fucking san jose sharks are fourth despite their goal differential being minus nine pretty funny and the flames have a goal differential that's the same as the Golden Knights, which is 21, and they're fucking fifth. <laughs> Though they have I, played fewer games. To mostly be just yeah, really enjoy. All, yeah. I was going to say, I thought that, I thought the three California teams are going to be garbage, except for maybe the Kings. I thought the Kings had like a shot at being sleeper. I thought the Flames and the Oilers would be much better. And then I thought, I thought the Canucks and the Kraken would, uh, no, I thought the Kraken would suck, but I thought the Canucks would maybe be middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, they're not. And it's hilarious. I think we described the Ducks as like a, f- a fraternity on ice. If I remember Mallory in our vibes. Um, I said that they were a hype house. Yeah. They're, you know, just the LA related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're bizarre. I mean, they, the night Kings are like really on their tail because they have some games in hand, but, um, and they're like injuries and COVID absences could easily crush their dreams um but i'm a big fan of john gibson as i've talked about a lot before i have no real reason for liking him other than the fact that he's american um but i do like him um troy terry's leading their team in goals and somehow um, is not 
Oh, he's yeah, he has like, three. but he, um, yeah. And then, I mean, the big other story is uh, Zegros. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's called, um, who knows? Trev, Trevor, we're Trevor. on a first name basis. Trevor and I, um, <laughs> Trevor is, I think he is actually not, I think he's second in this rookie scoring race, but he's definitely a, him and the Red Wings boys. Yeah. Likely Calder noms. Um, their power plays are really chugging along. Uh, I think they're at about like 26%, um, which when the Oilers were at their peak, they were in the mid thirties, which was absurd, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, that's the main thing about like the ducks is like, we were just kind of like, well, maybe they're really a wild card and Yeah. The difficulty of calling somebody like a wild card is that like it's literally a sports term. So there are actual wild cards. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> it's true. Um yeah. But yeah, San Jose has the wild card, the actual wild card spot for they have just like Western. They have terrible vibes, just doesn't match. But the thing is, like Calgary obviously had like crazy COVID stuff and as soon as they make up their games in hand they'll yeah either they'll first or second they'll they've lost a lot lately but they definitely they just had the Panthers lightning and Canes on a road trip so yeah um, yeah um yeah the Kings are middle of the pack they're they have a bad PK but they've been playing fine Andre Kopitar another one of my <laughs> in fantasy icons it's playing really well um after that uh okay yeah the sharks and then the flames oilers not good uh <laughs> sorry mallory yeah i don't really well, like, like know okay, what to so say the about flames, them like they're not the big they're thing not with the flames currently wait what are you saying sorry no i just like i don't like i don't know what to say about them like they're not good their goaltending is not yeah. good like they're they they're getting outscored insanely when McDavid and Drysaddle aren't on the ice. Like, don't yeah, know there was this stat from a couple of years ago where it was literally half of the points, the like of the goals that had been scored were somehow either, they had either been assisted or scored by McDavid. Like it's, Mm-hmm. something else i mean i talked about this earlier with the penguins and how there's no reason guys the handbook's already written <laughs> um but yeah and i mean their main like actually for a little bit there was like shaping up to be like an actual like nice like flames um and oilers like battle of alberta situation but they've really both fallen off um but i will say the big thing about the flames if we're going to talk about them is that they are staying in the saddle dome, which is literally falling apart. Um, but I do think that is good because the city of Calgary, like subsidy, whatever, like this entire plan, it was like $300 million. Um, so I don't like, like stay in the saddle dome, like deal with it. Or if you don't want to deal with it, like use private money. Or maybe Calgary will move to Kansas city. That's true. Might happen. We're just trying to move all the teams. <laughs> all of the teams actually just all play in Kansas City. <laughs> I'm just making a little bubble. 
Um, who's next? Who's next? The Canucks. We skipped the Sharks, but we did. Oh, we vaguely talked on the Sharks, but not actually about anything that was happening because we don't care. (laughs) Because, like, yeah, middle of the pack, they could use some scoring, but not enough to keep Evander Kane. (laughs) So that's what the Sharks did. That's the Sharks' news: is they terminated Evander Kane's contract. The end. Which we talked about on the Patreon if yeah. you want to subscribe to that. Um, okay, the Canucks, they've been playing well. Though, did they lose tonight? Probably. Yes. Um, 4-2. They finally lost. Tyler Moss scored a nice goal, though. Oh, that's good news. Um, he was also put in jail yesterday in the game. Or the other day in the game. It was really yeah. unjust. It's um, a bad penalty. He never does bad anything call. bad. Um, the Canucks are so they sprang back obviously the bruce boudreau effect they were playing well but i think we all knew it wasn't going to sustain itself on the pace that was gonna carry them out of the colossal pit that they dug themselves into um but i don't know at least they're making it fun again like watching the games isn't yeah, like they're at least fun you want to like stab your eyes out obviously everyone's still losing their minds about elias patterson um let I him just be, be in like, his flop era in peace. He's in his flop era. Just let him exist in it, live in it. He can rebound in the summer. He can go to Brock's lake house. It'll be fine. Um, Thatcher Demko is amazing. He's going to the all-star game. And so is JT Miller, maybe, if he gets voted in, which is very funny. Uh, yeah, that's basically the Canucks. And then Seattle. Yeah, and 10 points down. Like the thing is that like they're they're really far down there. They have 24 points. <laughs> um the Kraken. Brandon Tanev's out for the season. RIP. They're struggling with everything. I think they're gonna trade you struggling with scoring consistent any any sort of hockey related term that you could be like, oh, that is what they are struggling with. Um, also, but they do have a bunch of cap space if they want to sign someone, like they have like 6 million, but they also, um, have a fair amount of assets. I mean, they have assets that they gained, like through just their expansion draft, um, that they could sell at the deadline. So I would say, look out to see if they're selling. Um, cause I feel like they could really start picking up stuff just to try to actually, you know, mm-hmm. build a team, not even rebuild, you know? Um, but the biggest story for specifically Canucks fans who are listening, Jared McCann leading the goal, leading the league, leading the team with 15 goals in 30 games. Pain. Also very oh. funny. LOL. Good times. Um, we, I think we, why did we trade him? Cause he, um, cause he enough. may or may not have had sex with, um, Actually, that was, that was fully eradicated. Eradicated? Yeah, that, that rumor was fully taken down. Oh, actually, no. I've heard very, like, both people have very much claimed both ways on that with um, Corey Schneider. I've heard from reputable sources, they very passionately both feel both ways. So that's the one that we're really not sure about. But McCann is Foundational NHL drama podcast for more on that um 
No, I think they treated him because the Sedins didn't think that he was like. He yeah, he was kind ethic. of a brat, but it's only funny because they kept, kept Jake. Jake Rattanen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like you can't you really need to like be solid across the board about that if you're going to have that policy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that was our wrap. Alright, we've been going for a while, so we're going to quickly talk about the All-Star Game, which um, it's happening in Vegas in early February. It's going to um, be a super spreader event. <laughs> it's going to be a super spreader event. Yes. Um, and also Probably. the thing is that previously, even before um, Omicron reared its head, it's really, we already were having the Olympic break. And so wouldn't the all-star break and all-star game inherently be those players that were going to go to the Olympics, which now they're not going because the NHL forbade it and all of that. But I don't know why we were going to have both breaks because it is set up in the schedule for February to be pretty much blank. So players are at the Olympics and then, but the all-star break is also, I'm all for more days off. Um, but, you know, who knows? Anyway, the rosters were announced today. Um, Alex Ovechkin is uh, the captain of the Metro division and he will be sitting out a game in uh, March. It hasn't been announced, but I um, am just predicting it. He's not going to that shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I mean, everything else is like pretty standard, except for, I mean, they did alter it to be three on three to try to make it more interesting, which it definitely is more interesting as a three on three event, but it does mean that there's just like weird omissions um, because of how it has to be set up kind of. So, I mean, Normally, it's not like really a shock, but it is kind of fun to see teams that don't have any good players try to decide who they're going to send. Um, but yeah, like, actually, Crosby is not on this the list of Metro. He did not. I don't know what's happening there. Though I did see um, Pierre Lebrun tweeted something about the NHL goes to teams and basically like because every team has to have a rep mm-hmm. and ask them like who are the players that actively don't want to go because if they are if they like. If Crosby doesn't want to go, but they put him in, he has to miss a game. Has to like actively be Whatever. like, I'm not going. So I think there's bad. a bunch of guys who are like, I've fucking done this. It's yeah, so boring. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I think the people who enjoy doing it are the ones who have kids. Like, yeah, they like bring their kids on the ice and stuff. Probably won't be doing that this time around. Um, it's just awkward. Like the it the thing with the awards and All Star Game is like. They try and make it interesting and fun and like hip and it never is. The only time it was ever good was when John Scott was named to the team and then they were going to make a movie out of it. And then they never did that, which was really oh my funny. God. I was saying it was um, really good the time when they used to um, draw teams like you do in like PE class. And oh like, yeah. And Phil Kessel was last. And then, yeah. And like Ovechkin trying to get a car out of it. Yes. Um, that was also But... True. Or what when they used to make it do... North America versus the world. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they've done lots of things to try to make it more unique and better. I really, I don't think, I think only think the all-star game that should be eliminated is the NFL all-star game. Um, Pro Bowl, baby. Pro Bowl, I think. The, Just a trip to Hawaii. Actually, I think the Pro Bowl is really funny because everyone hates it. And also, I think the fact that they at one point were like, if you don't try, like, we are going to find you. <laughs> yes. So funny. Um, 
but I mean the NHL stream they also don't try like there's the video of yeah they also I mean, being like okay, I'm literally not scrimmage. wearing a cup which is like he wasn't wearing a cup in the game so he was like don't shoot the puck hard because I will not care for this I will love um, your little children. So. so what things do you think could be added to make the All-Star game more fun? Obviously, it's for spectators or maybe even just for players. I personally, as a Royals fan, I think everybody should be fan voted in. Yeah. I think fans just should make the teams in. do everything. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. I agree. Like, if it's a fan event, then let the fans decide, mm-hmm. like... They should really just make it like a super skills thing rather than like an all-star thing because no one actually cares. Yeah, exactly. The skills things are like always the more entertaining stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and like that's like the good parts is also when even in like the scrimmages they're just like fucking around. Like, um, sorry, Sloan. Um, <laughs> and that's gonna be her first word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of the stuff of like the skills which is weird because sometimes they try to add skills and they're like extremely boring like they did that like the one in um St. yeah Louis, the top golf one they tried to like make or whatever that, the... like, and no really... one like could do it yeah they need to somehow they need to do like the survivor-esque a they should start doing survivor-esque challenges and b they like need to do the thing where like they have like this separate group of people that like tries it out to see if it's feasible because I don't think I think just some dudes making this up they always have the really uncomfortable one too where it's like the it's like the team I think it's the team relay or something where they all have to like that someone has to like stick handle through someone has to like do something and there's always one person who can't like who just fucks up and it like it's so funny it hurts me to watch like I can't watch it it's so bad but Oh, well, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what they can do. I mean, I did like when they had the women play in the, I yeah. mean, they played in the intermission, but like they played in the intermission, but the thing is that also like they were, it was maybe better because they kind of were actually kind of, I mean, it was still like an exhibition situation, but they were, I think it was part of the, harder. yeah, I think it was part of the, like the original dream gap tour kind of yeah. thing, which was, um, um, I don't know, just get the mascots involved more. Literally. Just have Gritty be on a line with fucking literally the greatest Connor McDavid all time. Also, okay, I want to say as somebody who attended the mascot game, who actually honestly attended the Australian game so I could get the ticket to go to the mascot game because I wanted to see the mascots play so badly. They're astonishingly good. Yeah. Um, they're so good. I mean, like obviously, like a I do want to see them start throwing hits. Like I want to see that happen. The mascots like do that, but I mean, obviously, like if there were people inside the mascots, which there's not, um, um, they are like already like very good at skating probably and like have like these hockey skills, but, and like, it was, it was absurd. And Maybe also the was... Bruins mascot was really good because the, the outfit's really small. Like it's a small costume. <laughs> so like he was just like deking on people. It was crazy. It's incredible. Also Gritty went to the penalty box. Literally, I love mascots so much. That's my favorite gritty photo. Literally. Gritty and love. Love it. Uh, Um, One thing they could do to liven up the uh, All-Star game is invite Kodak Black. Oh, my God. They could do that. They should do Um, that. They're not going to lean into it. That's the thing. You need to lean into it. it. Well, also, like, he, have you looked at his Wikipedia page? 
Oh yeah, no. this is some also tough like section. he actually, the actually like he would fit in really well with the NHL because he's a horrible person, and his um, he got his he's in prison so and it's commuted like, like, by domestic Trump. violence charges, stuff of that yeah. nature. Um, but if you've been living under a rock, um, he was um just like evocatively dancing okay he was invited by the florida panthers he was invited by the florida panthers because obviously nobody is actively like being like oh i'm in miami hanging out like going to all the clubs and all this and being like you know what i need to spend the night doing going to see the florida panthers play it was Uh, deeply funny because if you went to his instagram page he like posted a video and every single comment was like dude i thought you were at the basketball game why the fuck are you at a hockey game very funny because it was just like him in the stands and then flipped around uh he brought us That's his so date funny. the rapper essence on their second date ever. Mm. yeah but it. she um she was wearing like these like nude colored shorts which like they were like kind of like kind of looked like a romper yeah something like, like that and but like it was like very like definitely skin colored like it was like a like beigey brown situation like i think there was like some detailing and stuff on it so like it's not like she just like was wearing like a bodysuit but um they were in a luxury box she was working on him that um like yeah the like the box and it looked they were having sex a fan took a video from afar and it looked like they were having sex mainly I blame Kodak Black. He's a terrible dancer. If he would dance better, it would look less like they were having sex from afar. There's obviously other footage that was introduced after, which made it clear that they were not having sex. But for a good, like, three hours, everyone enjoyed it. Also, apparently he was, like, on Instagram Live saying something about enchilada, like, making some sexual innuendo about enchiladas. Um, so everyone was like, oh, they did have sex. It was a great, it was great. The jokes were fantastic. Even Roberta Longo. I was going to say, out of retirement was the best. To fucking tweet. Everything was so funny. It was a glorious, it was just a glorious three hours of like, I think peace. that we should consider given that Luongo is like the special assistant to the GM or whatever, whatever his position is. Hmm. he's an he's an official employee of the florida panthers so i think that tweet should be considered the Counted official response comment. yeah well it was funny because the nhl deleted their tweet it was like hey kodak what are you doing so like, funny. they just panicked <laughs> it was so funny but it was just so it was so good i'm like yeah the tweets were fantastic it was just it was a it was great, a great moment day. It was yeah. a great, it was a great day to be a hockey fan for like three hours on a fucking Tuesday in January. <laughs> we'll never get to relive that ever again. Um, but Mallory, we now have to do something, which is what Kat Silverman asked us. Oh yeah. Do. Okay. So here we have, um, we're like apologizing. I want to make it clear. We are not this bad of like, um, broad ants um sam does have headphones in <laughs> just giving this is a clearance yes. okay so is a hot tip She's to the um the legend is well the man who coined the term goalie said fuck it and left this tweet 
which is uh, Tony Solo City. He said, uh, tweeted, Kodak Black walked in, looked around the arena, felt the atmosphere and was like, I can fuck in here. <laughs> and then Kat Silverman tweeted, I'm just hoping someone is currently doing the Lord's work and raking the horny atmosphere uh, levels of all 32 NHL arenas. Um, and so that obviously begs the question, what are the horniest arenas? I mean, we were going to go through all of them, like we were going to actually do it, but we've been recording for a very long time. So just give your like ones that you think deserve a nod on even having very unhorny vibes, or you think the vibes are like definitely most likely you would see somebody having sex there. Um, I will go first. My nominee is Ball Arena, the home of the Colorado Avalanche. (laughs) Just because it's called Ball Arena, and I think it's so fucking funny. Extremely good. I think that's, I just, that's my number one. Ball Arena. Um, Okay, I have, definitely, I think that the garden is up there, just due to, like, the possibility of fighting, like, the, like, you know, having that, like, kind of tension and stuff. It's also it's been like, around since, like, the 60s, hasn't it? Yeah, I Someone has definitely sex, had sex in the garden. Someone has definitely, um, also, very Catholic, someone has definitely been conceived in the Boston Garden. Oh, for garden. sure. For sure. Probably hundreds of people. <laughs> also, like, it's like, yeah, maybe even, like, an angry, like, situation. Because, like, that also, I want to say that the garden is the most likely hockey arena you're going to see a fight in. Um so I think it's also extremely like a very clear step to see that it's the next one that you're going to see somebody fuck in as well. Um, I also want to say that I think that Ottawa is actually a like dark horse in this situation, just due to there being nothing else to do. You yes, know how like so teenagers boring. like are like, you know, it's so far like, out fooling around and like they're like, don't have anything else to do, like teenagers getting drunk in fields and stuff. That's like the energy of the Ottawa arena. So um, that's a good one. I think that that has a lot of my other nominee was the Scotiabank Saddle Dome because it reminds me of every dive bar that I've ever been into. That's fair. And you know, also like you get the like residual horny levels left over from From the stampede. um, Yeah. The stampede. I was going to say for like very similar vibes, I was going to say the Preds Arena Mm because it's like rowdy in there. Bridgestone. Yeah, Bridgestone. That's what it's called. So I think Bridgestone and like the like I know it's low hanging fruit, but I think T-Mobile because honestly, like the cocktails they serve in there are outrageously strong. There is no way people haven't had drunk sex in T-Mobile. It's it's happened. It's Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, unless you get pregnant. Um, I would say that. Are you telling us something, Sam? No. (laughs) Sadly, I have not been to Vegas. Um, I think that like on the like not very, I don't think that um, American Airlines, which is Dallas, I just think that it kind of has like sterile vibes. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing against Texas in general. I just don't, I don't really see it happening for the, you there. So wouldn't, wouldn't probably recommend that one if you're looking to get laid. <laughs> also like send us a DM. If you know someone who's hooked up at an arena, I want to know. Yeah, exactly. It was your best. Stories. If you yourself has, except for like, I want it to be, I do want it to be like wall of games happening. I mean, it like, has I don't to like, be want you like sneak, sneaking right? in after hours, like kind of counts, but like, no, it's definitely funnier if a game's happening. Um, my candidates for, for not 
horny are Rogers Arena. Distinctly, yeah, distinctly not horny. Like lots of suits. Seats are too expensive. Can't get it on when Crazy Pete is like screaming in your face. Just though in a similar in a similar vein, I was gonna say MSG was not, but then there's those pictures of Pete Davidson and um Kate Beckinsale, Kate Beckinsale making out at the game. So yes. not yeah. sure. My other my other choice was the Coyotes Arena, which I also don't know what it's called because. A, you have to have people in an arena for it to be horny. And B, you have to have an arena for the arena to be horny. So that's that's actually very fair. I'll say um, about I will the say Canucks, actually, okay. Another quick, quickly, sorry, Mel. Another like case for like it not being horny is I I think Finn is sexually repressed uh, because of the underlying very strange horny tweets that come from that fucking account <laughs> that are deeply concerning <laughs> okay that is all, all I will say about that okay what I was just going to add about MSG is that I think it kind of radiates like a weird like going to a hockey game with your sugar daddy energy you know mm-hmm. like so it almost like lends itself to that like energy yeah um okay so please let us know what you're what you think like, yeah, is just a horny or unhorny arena. And also come up with some synonyms for horny because we've said it a lot in the past like, five minutes. Too many times. So we need some other words. <laughs> um, I guess like, honestly, we'll just move on to three stars. We've been recording for a long time because I figured going through all of the teams would take a while. And it did. Um, <laughs> and it fucking did. Really. We had we had more um, to say than I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Let's say one exactly. to two sentences. Us. Let's discuss. <laughs> um, to be fair, we so haven't like, star... talked to each other in like weeks. That is true. That is sorry for some recording in a while. Okay, so my star for the week is the monkey that dropped the puck at the Ducks game. He was wearing an Angels jersey. Um, he looked great. He did a really good job. I'm really proud of him. Um, we need more of this in the game. Also, I don't really know what people's responses were because they were very weird. Like, but I think we need more monkeys at the game. I also like. Isn't there grew a up watching movie? a lot of Beverly Hillbillies and like watching like Ellie Mae with like her like monkey? So I really, I'm just a fan. Also, is but it, sometimes monkeys are too human. I don't like that, but. What are, what is that series of mo- movies with the chimp? I swear there's a hockey one. There's I think like, you're just thinking about Airbud, my dude. No, it's not Airbud. Uh, whatever. Also, we're going to do a live commentary of the cutting edge for the Olympics. Yes. Yes. Oh Most God, valuable such a good idea. Most valuable and The film I title character Jack is a chimpanzee that plays hockey. So we absolutely need to watch this. I told you. Yeah. How dare you doubt me? Okay. Most valuable primate. Um, okay, my star of the week is our dear friend Gabby, aka at hockey nuisance. Um I don't know if anyone has a ch- has had a chance to read. Um, her sub stack. Um, it's so good. It's so, so good. And I think everyone should read it. Um, it kind of outlines a lot, like for me, at least like 
Um, obviously we're coming from different places, but she lays out a lot of stuff that like really resonated with me in the way that I've been thinking about hockey and community and the kind of conversations that we have about hockey or how we have about them. My love of hockey, all those kind of things. It's like, it's a just beautifully written. Anyone can access it, but I definitely recommend that you subscribe because, um, you can also get a bunch of other fun, uh, blog posts. Um, so yeah, Gabby's my star of the week. Um, my star of the week in the, in a similar vein, um, is Shireen Ahmed, who is an icon and yeah. we, should have, we should have Shireen on at some point. We haven't, I don't know why we haven't, um, but Shireen was named a senior correspondent with the CBC this week. And I think that's great because we need more coverage like Shireen does. Yeah. Everyone should listen to um, burn it down, pod. burn it all down. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Definitely. All right. Um, so that's a lot that we have for you this week, but it's all, (laughs) um, and yeah, we're excited to be back for season two, part two and have some exciting stuff planned. Honestly, um, we have like a bunch of cool stuff that we're trying to do. And especially with the Olympics coming up, even though NHL players aren't going to go, we are still going to be talking about it probably. Um, so yeah, we have some good stuff and you can find us other places on the net at broadcast pod and subscribe to our Patreon where we put out bonus episodes and do game recaps and other stuff. Um, it's also, I think at broadcast pod or something, something along those lines. So yeah, if you want to get in contact with us for anything else, broadcast pod at Gmail, all these things. Anyway. We'll see you next week for more Hockey Talk and maybe Sloan Babbles if she's awake. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.